This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, July 11th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Trade aid hinges on crop reports. Senators to probe USDA research moves and dairy wants EU trade pact details. Trade payments tied to farmers' acreage reports. USDA giving some farmers some more time to file documentation that will be crucial to releasing the next round of trade assistance. A market facilitation program payments won't be made until the Farm Service Agency has compiled crop acreage reports from farmers and the agency is extending that deadline until July 22nd for a dozen states hit by constant rain and flooding this spring. The program is based on planted acres. In the words of Farm Service Agency Administrator Richard Fordyce, as he spoke with AgriPulse, he said that is one of the components in the calculation, so we have to have an acreage report, obviously, before we can determine what those planted acres are. The states with the new July 22nd reporting deadline include Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, Missouri, Minnesota, North Dakota, Ohio, Tennessee, and Wisconsin. All other states still must report planted acres by next Monday to be eligible for conservation, disaster assistance, safety net, crop insurance, and farm loan programs from USDA. And by the way, Fordyce also said the $3 billion in disaster assistance approved by Congress in June may be rolled out in stages. He noted the bill included new authorization for payments for prevented planting and damage to grain that was stored. Senate Ag to examine USDA research. The Senate Agriculture Committee has set a hearing for next Thursday on USDA's agriculture research programs amid concerns about the relocation of two research agencies and the department's handling of climate change research. Senate Ag Chair Pat Roberts of Kansas tells AgriPulse he scheduled the hearing at the request of the committee's ranking Democrat, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, an outspoken opponent of relocating the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City. Scott Hutchins, USDA's Deputy Undersecretary for Research, Education and Economics, will be the single lone witness during the hearing. And by the way... NIFA's D.C. landlord is challenging USDA's legal authority to keep the company from bidding for the agencies. In a bid protest filed with the Government Accountability Office, NBL Associates says USDA abused its independent leasing authority by moving ahead with the relocation process on its own instead of using the General Services Administration. GSA is now handling the lease process in Kansas City and recently extended its request for bids by month until August 7th. The delay was announced July 3rd, five days after the NBL filed its protest. USDA did not use appropriate supporting market research and unreasonably excluded the national capital region from the areas that could house the agencies. That according to claims by the NBL. Vilsack in Iowa to slam Trump over RFS. Former Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will be in Iowa today for a news conference where he'll slam the Trump administration over its handling of refinery waivers from the ethanol usage mandates. EPA has declined to require increases in ethanol usage that offset the impact of past waivers. Vilsack will be joined by former Lieutenant Governor Patty Judge, who chairs a group called Focus on Rural America that is pushing Democratic presidential candidates on renewable fuel policy. 
The group accuses, among others, GOP Senator Johnny Ernst, who's up for re-election in 2020, of failing to stand up to the EPA. EU Mercosur deal, murky on details. The four South American Mercosur countries have agreed to protect the names of 357 European cheeses and other food as a part of a free trade agreement with the EU. But the U.S. dairy industry is still waiting to see how the pact will affect their products. So far, only a few examples of the name protections agreed to by Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay called Geographic Indications, or GIs, have been released. Mexico, and its own pact with the EU, agreed to GI protection for cheeses such as Asiago, and that's still hurting U.S. companies. Brazil is the main concern, according to Jamie Castaneda, Senior Vice President for the National Milk Producers Federation. The U.S. doesn't export much cheese to Brazil now because of tariffs and other restrictions, but American producers are hoping that'll change soon. We are looking to Brazil as a future market, Castaneda told AgriPulse. It's a big country with a large population. Australia seen boosting wheat exports. Drought is still plaguing much of Australia, but the situation is improving for wheat farmers. Increased planting and better weather will increase production and exports for the 1920 marketing year, allowing the country to maintain its market share in high-valued countries like Japan, according to the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FAS expects Australian wheat exports to reach 12.5 million metric tons in the 1920 marketing year, up from 9.1 million metric tons in the 1819 year. Prices expected to be higher than normal, but not too high to discourage Japanese buying. Japan has lifted tariffs on Australian, Canadian, and European wheat because of the trade packs the U.S. is not a part of. DGAC looks to debate sodium. The government's dietary guidelines advisors want to debate the issue of sodium in American diets. That's got to be something that we address because it's so relevant to everything that we're doing, according to Linda Van Horn, a professor of preventative medicine at Northwestern's Feinberg School of Medicine, speaking at a meeting of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee in Washington yesterday. The issue came up unprompted at the meeting. Rick Mattis, a nutrition specialist at Purdue, noted that despite difficulties in measuring sodium, it does seem to be an issue that's on a lot of the population's mind. We have an opportunity to evaluate the science and make a statement here. Trump administration pressed on chemical cleanup. New Mexico Senator Tom Udall and a dairy producer in his state are putting the heat on the Trump administration to clean up chemical contamination around military bases. The White House is objecting to provisions in a defense authorization legislation that also allows the Pentagon to treat contaminated agriculture water sources or provide farms with safe water to use. Art Schapp, who farms near Clovis, New Mexico, along the Texas border, says that Cannon Air Force Base officials say they can't help him, even though contamination by PFAS chemicals has made it impossible to sell milk from his 4,000-cow operation. Installing and maintaining filtration equipment on the farm's 20 farms overall would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, he said. You know, a Democrat said contamination levels in the area are 371 times greater than the EPA drinking water health advisory, 
of 70 parts per trillion. Here's today's He Said It. The USDA is not even thinking about doing a cow buyout or anything. I don't know how I'm going to recoup my losses. That New Mexico farmer, our chap, saying he's been unable to sell his spent cows to a packing plant because of the contamination to which they have been exposed. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, July 11th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.